Good Tuesday morning. It is time now for a community health update on this rainy Tuesday, August 4th. Once again, we check in with the Milford COVID Volunteer Task Force, Milford Mayor Sean Strube, Infectious Disease Specialist Dr. Doug Mannion. Good Tuesday morning, gentlemen. Hey, good morning. Good morning, George. Morning, George. Good morning. Yeah, you guys trying to stay dry down there? Trying. Isaias. No, Isaias. Can can we all say that together now? Isaias. I I, I can't even try. I've never heard of anyone with that name. (laughs) We've been having fun with it this morning on the radio for sure. It just couldn't be Tropical Storm Bob, right? Or Sue. Isaias. All right. So here we are uh, a week later. And uh, the big question, of course, is uh, where we stand right now. But the first, Sean, I'm going to check in with you. Uh, we have something happening this evening. Sure. At 5 o'clock, we've got a Zoom session that I'll facilitate with Doug, Dr. Mannion, and also a Dr. Edmund from the University of Iowa, who has emerged as one of the leading experts on the use of face shields uh, uh, instead of, in addition to, in conjunction with masks. Um, Dr. Edmund and two colleagues published an article earlier this year, uh, and masks are uh, shields are becoming a a bigger and bigger part of what people are using to uh, protect that you know c- uh, community transmission. Um, but there are a lot of questions about it, right? Many of the shields are open on the sides or even the, the top and the bottom, which could you know still allow virus to aerosolize. Uh, but a mask, particularly the homemade masks. You're still breathing through it, and there's some still aerosolizing through the mask. So we're going to have a discussion about all these things. I urge people not to look at it as masks versus shields, uh, because it's not one or the other. In some cases, it might best be to use both, and in other cases, maybe the shield is better. In other cases, the mask is better. Uh, so we're looking forward to that, and anybody can get the Zoom link by emailing protectpike at gmail.com, protectpike at gmail.com. We'll be sending them uh, the link right back and look forward to a really lively discussion this evening. We already have about 120 people registered for the call, so it wow. looks like it's going to be our, our, our biggest audience ever. So people are interested in this specific question. All right, let's, uh, let's go over that again. It's happening tonight, 5 o'clock, Zoom session, and you get to ask Dr. Doug and the other doctor some questions. And a lot of folks have questions, so here's your chance to hear questions asked, maybe ask one yourself. Again, Sean, how do they sign up for this? Get in touch with you. Uh, email protectpike at gmail.com. Right. Protectpike at gmail.com. They may also be able to find the link on the Milford COVID Volunteer Task Force Facebook page. Okay. Ask- by, by going to the events, you have to, go, you have to click on the word events, and then there's a registration there. All right. Ask questions, right? Ask questions. Right. Uh, learn what's going on. It's a good thing. So, it's been a week since we spoke. Uh, last we spoke, uh, Pike County, Wayne County, uh, doing a good job holding steady. Carbon Monroe still a little hot. Uh, where do we stand today, Doug, on this Tuesday, August 4th? Yeah, it's been unbelievably steady. So really no change. So <clears throat> Carbon and Monroe are still above that 50 new cases per 100,000 population over the last 14 days. And they've been consistently so for about the last month. And uh, Pike and Wayne are consistently... Uh, at uh, half of the target. So currently, Pike is at 27 uh, in the last 14 days per 100,000 population. Wayne's at 19.4. So I, I kind of see this as almost like a uh, the temperature of a community. And and I think you use the word the exact right words. I think Carbon and Monroe are running hot. Um, 
probably because you know people are less adherent to the recommendations in terms of social distancing, wearing of facial coverings, uh, and the like. And and Pike and and Wayne, the people seem to be doing a little bit better. And I, I think that that's true pretty much around the country. That you can see that there's some states and counties within states that are way better than others, and some are way worse than others. Uh, the good news uh, too is that the you know, the death rate is still remaining low, although there have been two new deaths in Pike County since we last spoke. And of course, avoiding deaths is what this is all about. So it's unfortunate. I would like to see no new cases and no new deaths, but um, certainly, you know, the, the new numbers are, are not alarming and people have got to keep doing all the good work that they're doing. Doug, let me ask you a question. Uh, we have a lot of folks here at the station talk about this and uh, we, you know, we report on how many cases with the Wayne County had 150 some cases, eight deaths. Uh, Pike County was in the 400s. Why don't we have statistics on people who have recovered out of that amount? That might be something that would be a little calming to the masses. Yeah, and and uh, I, I agree completely with you. The, I think there's always been issues since day one in terms of how numbers have been tallied and numbers have been represented. I mean, even even uh, uh, for some someone who has training in the area, it takes quite a bit of work for me to kind of get the numbers that I share with you every week. So uh, I don't see a good tally in terms of that, um, but I do know, I mean, still, we know that the overwhelming majority of people do recover, but some recover fairly quickly, and others I know because I have you know, friends who have been you know, convalescing for months. That you know, It's two or three months since they were officially diagnosed with a positive test, and they're still feeling really bad. They're feeling under the weather. So uh, a, a lot has, has yet to be learned about why some people get really sick and others don't and why some people stay sick for a very long time and others don't. Hmm. So uh, let me ask you one other question. Uh, what about the vaccine situation? Uh, you've always had a little bit of news each week that we speak on this. Uh, everything's still moving along as we uh, talked last week? Yeah, and there's never been anything like this in the history of vaccine development. So there's you know, at least five, if not seven vaccines now that are in late stage development around the world, three or four here in the U.S., uh, massive investments by the federal government here in the U.S. in terms of uh, manufacturing so that if it works, they'll be able to make a lot of it. Uh, the goal would be to be able to create, I believe, 200 million doses for the U.S. population by the end of the year. Now, almost all of these vaccines have a, a have, uh, it's a two-dose schedule. So you have a first dose, which is called a prime dose, and then you have a boost to dose a month later. So 200 million doses would basically vaccinate 100 million people. Uh, so we're all hoping that there's a vaccine that works and it can be manufactured at that scale. But then we'll have to figure out who gets it because that's only a third of the U.S. population. Yeah, okay, but it's still great information to know. It keeps everybody in the know. All right, Sean. Exactly. Sean, one more time. Tonight, 5 o'clock, uh, again, if people want to be part of your Zoom session, on asking the doctors some questions. Uh, again, uh, go over that one more time, please. Uh, five o'clock on Zoom. This is on a, a program on masks and shields with Dr. Edmund, uh, who's the expert on shields, and our own Dr. Mannion. Uh, and we're really looking forward to a good discussion. Email protectpike at gmail.com to get the link. Protectpike at gmail.com. Awesome. And, and guys, you know, I have seen people use both. I've been out and about. And I have seen someone with a face shield on and a mask at the same time. Maybe that's uh, an answer. I don't know. What do you think? It depends on the circumstance. You know, if I was going on an airplane, which I'm not, I would probably use both. Uh, you know, if I'm at an outdoor barbecue with a few friends, I would, you know, I, if I kept my distance, I would be comfortable uh, not using anything. But maybe if I couldn't keep my distance, maybe I'd have a shield. You know, this gets into personal subjective 
um, you know, what, what is you know, the risk level a person is comfortable with. So that's what we're going to learn about is how masks and shields uh, uh, work in different circumstances. Very cool. Very cool. Tonight at 5 o'clock, Protect Pike uh, at gmail.com. I got it right, Sean, right? Protect Pike. That's All correct. Right. All right, gentlemen. Uh, try to stay dry today. Hopefully, uh, we, we, don't, we don't wash away. Uh, Milford, uh, Pike County, uh, northern Jersey, your area down there, going to get a little more rain than we're going to get up here. But nonetheless, we're all getting soaked and a little breezy at times as well. And again, we thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, George. Our pleasure, George. Thank you. Thank you, guys.